Science Weekly, an industry pundit podcast about the tech and innovation of the 21st century. An open discussion between industry experts to uncover how emerging technologies can help solve current societal issues. So, um, welcome to um, another science podcast. Today we have Dr. Soderis Bagdadis with us, um, visiting us from the States, um, originally from here. Uh, from That's Cyprus, right. yes. Um, would you tell us a bit about yourself, what you do, who is Sodiris? Yeah. Um, first of all, thank you for having me here. Uh, it's amazing to be at the base. Um, I, I run uh, an early stage venture capital firm um, in the United States called Kuretsu Forum Midwest. Um, it's a lot of fun. We work with uh, early stage entrepreneurs from seed stage or all the way through exit. Um, we're very active in, um, the organization is very active all over the world. Um, we uh, run an operation in the Midwest, uh, part of the United States, and we fund companies from all over the world, um, essentially. Um, as you said, I'm originally from Cyprus, and uh, my roots will always be from here. Actually, originally from Kerinya, as you know. Um, and I come back to Cyprus frequently, as, as often as I possibly can actually. Um, I, I Obviously one of the things that brought us here um, is uh, the accelerator program that we're working on together um, and it's a really really exciting time to be here primarily because I'm very active in the smart city world and, and I think that that's something that is of common interest to um, science and the accelerator program and, and obviously uh, to myself. Also within the Kuretsu Forum framework um, I lead our smart city initiative worldwide. Um, so I've been working in that space for 20, 25 years. And um, it's something now that with a lot of technology innovation, we're just at the early stages of realizing some phenomenal transformations that can happen in the space. That's amazing. I mean, it's, it's, a great, um, it's great to have you here and help us on this Thank accelerator you. program. We really uh, rely on your knowledge and expertise in the area. Looking at Cyprus and you see the global scheme of um, smart cities, what are some things that you see are opportunities in Cyprus? What can be done? What needs to be done? Yeah. Well, you know, first of all, from a smart city perspective, understanding what a smart city is um, can be very broadly defined or it can be very narrowly defined, right? So the, the concept is really about technology implementation that allows um, a city to function more um, organically through technology, um, improving quality of life, imp improving value, improving performance, um, allowing a city to function through technology. Um, that means improving the infrastructure, but it also, and this is where I think a lot of the innovation has come um, recently, um, is looking at social services, for example, improving um, quality of life of citizens through technology innovation that goes into the infrastructure um, of a smart city. When, you, when we look at Cyprus, obviously um, the, the conflict post um, the war in 1974 has left a lot unfinished in terms of what would have naturally evolved infrastructure-wise on the island. 
in some ways, we can use that as an opportunity to say, um, as we now begin um, to move forward with a lot of the implementation of technology projects, um, that we should start integrating um, ideas and concepts that will allow the improvement, um, the improvements to take place. Um, and I think that there's a lot that the island can benefit from. Um, you know, we've been talking um, a lot about IoT. Um, IoT is is now um, a mature um, technology space. It maybe it was in its early stages, you know, five ten years ago, but it is it is very mature right now. Uh, bringing sensors into you know the infrastructure and and um, accessing data really really important. Um, looking at VR and AR again, these are concepts that may have been. Um, at their earliest stages five, 10 years ago, but they are now starting to mature. Uh, when you have a place like Cyprus, there are several components that I think play well. Um, the population of Cyprus is very educated. Um, we have one of the highest levels of education in the European Union. That means that we have a population um, that can be leveraged uh, to start doing different kinds of technology implementation. And that is where I get excited about the entrepreneurial capacity um, in Cyprus to start coming into the smart city space, which requires a lot of entrepreneurial innovation. This is, um, I, I said there were three elements to it. There's also the infrastructure that large organizations will play in, in placing um, the underlying IT technology that's necessary for a smart city to function. Um, and then there's the political framework that is necessary to promote smart cities. Well, we know the political framework is there. We know that the IT infrastructure capacity is there. Uh, big business is always looking for opportunities, right? Um, and then what, what that leaves is the entrepreneurial spirit. And the entrepreneurial spirit is where I think um, the opportunity is ready. I, I just visited um, Cyprus University um, earlier today and was completely blown away at, you know, now the university is in its first generation of maturity. And you look at not only the University of Cyprus, but the other universities that are on the island, the, the know-how can be leveraged, the technology can be leveraged, the uh, resources are definitely there. We need to give them the incentives and the enticement to want to work in this um, in this space. Um, I would love to see a startup unicorn um, come out of Cyprus in the next three to five years. How amazing would that be if, if we can um, use the smart city space to encourage a technology company um, to move forward and, and enter the marketplace knowing that they can find the, the right funding and the right market to test their ideas. Well, that, that was going to be my question. Since we have everything in place, yeah. what we are missing, what you said is the intensives. And, um, what do you think in terms of investment? Many entrepreneurs here complain that there's not enough investment in this society um, available for them. So. Why do you think is that? Why do you think we don't have any investment firms located in Cyprus? Well, you have to look at the history of the island, right? I mean, we've gone through a lot of civil 
unrest, obviously because of the war. Uh, people's ideas have been elsewhere, but I think naturally, um, both on the Turkish Cypriot side and on the Greek Cypriot side, um, interest and investment have usually gone abroad. Um, whether it's interest in real estate or interest in technology, they've typically been um, outside outside the island. There, there needs to be an educational component, I think, to entice um, investors on the island to know of the opportunities here. And the enticement comes in a lot of different ways, uh, providing angel investors, for example, tax incentives to want to participate in the entrepreneurial world it could be um, could be a starting point, and that's where we need to speak with government officials to help on help them understand um, that as part of accelerating um, technology innovation, part of it is to entice people to want to invest. If uh, if I was living in Cyprus and I knew that a percentage of my investment into a company would be tax incentivized. Um, I would be more inclined to make that investment. Mm -hmm. So that's part of the equation. The, the other part of the equation is it's, you know, we're not a mature country from that perspective. But there's, you know, an example not very far from us where that level of maturity has, is now probably in its second, third generation, and that's in Israel. Um, Israel has done a phenomenal job in promoting um, entrepreneurialism and, and technology um, innovation but a lot of money has been invested um, by the government to promote um, technology innovation and because of that the private sector has jumped in um, and supported it as well so you see that that activity um, uh, a lot and Israel is probably one of the leading countries um, in this part of the world, um, in um, in entrepreneurship, well, it's we we just need that first example. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. We just need that first um, unicorn or the first startup at least to. Well, well, I think the accelerator is a great start, right? So this is, you know, we the reason they're called accelerators is because we can take ideation and move um, ideas from entrepreneurs rapidly through to. Um, early stage funding and so uh, the accelerator is a great first start but we're going to need to move on that and, and moving on it means um, once we identify two or three companies and most of the companies that we're looking at are in the smart city space which is great uh, once we identify two or three companies we have to be prepared um, to fund them so that they can get to that next stage. So the, the initial stage um, has to be nurtured and that's the part that we have to play an active role in. It's amazing. Um, also, probably because of the size, it's a great testing ground to test the tech here because of the easy access to market, easy access to resources. I, absolutely. And, and there's, there's a tremendous opportunity for, for the island, um, whether we're looking at um, environmental issues um, or we're looking at alternative energy issues um, or we're looking at improving um, the, the network interaction, um, the communication of the different agencies on the island. Uh, all of these things are integral to smart cities 
and all of them can significantly benefit the island. We have traffic problems. Traffic problems can be solved through smart city infrastructure. We have environmental issues. We, those need to be addressed. We're not the only country that's dealing with it, but we have some incredible resources on the island, namely the sun, um, that we should be looking at alternative energy and promoting alternative energy. And I know the government has been doing that for quite some time. Now bringing all of that together through a smart city infra infrastructure becomes a reality for us if we can um, help promote um, companies that are willing um, to put the resources um, in place. Um, the ideas are, as you know, we've been hearing ideas left and right. The ideas are there. The question now is um, selectively moving some of those ideas forward um, into formal companies that can then be spun off um, and and kick-started. I feel it's coming. It's, it's, I mean, I've been seeing the current ecosystem evolving for the past 10 years and even though people are complaining, it's a local thing to do, things are moving. They're moving slow but at a steady pace. So I think that's very soon. In a couple of years, we'll have some big success stories coming out of Cyprus. Um, thinking of, looking at it from the investor perspective yeah what would be some advice you would give to somebody who's just starting looking for investment i'm asking this because i see many people coming i have an idea where do i find an investor yeah well i was approached <laughs> by someone last night okay um, and said i have an idea will you fund it and my answer was no why should i and and it wasn't i was wasn't trying to be flippant but it's not about funding ideas it's about structure and uh, and again, I think it's an educational thing. I think we have to be more open to exploring what the funding world looks like to entrepreneurs. So I think there need to be sessions around helping entrepreneurs understand what the funding world looks like uh, so that you'll avoid more of the, I have an idea, will you fund it mm -hmm. kind of scenarios. Um, so I think both sides need to be educated. Um, angel investing um, and early stage investing. Um, I, I actually don't really like using the, the term angel investing, but early stage investing is is high risk, obviously. But it also requires a certain level of intellect to understand what the risk is and how investments take place in that space. From an entrepreneur's perspective, they also need to understand what they're getting themselves into. Um, as, as you know, 99 out of 100 companies will not make it. Um, and so the question becomes, if you're going to become an entrepreneur, are you prepared to fail? Because you have to be. And you know, one of the questions I always ask entrepreneurs when I meet them is, is this your first startup? And if it's not your first startup, what happened to the others that you were involved in? Have you learned from your failures? It's all part of an educational process. That educational process, believe it or not, the experience part is, is, is critical. And I think that we're going to see a lot of younger people wanting to come into the space. They're gonna fall flat on their faces and that's okay. That's part of the experience and some will be successful and incentivize others to come into the space. Um, and as the space becomes more mature, 
uh, it will become a catalyst for others to want to to and enter the space. We're in the earliest possible stages of entrepreneurship in Cyprus, and I, I think that's what's excited me about wanting to help and participate and support it, is because it's so early, and you can see it. You can see the excitement in the eyes of the entrepreneurs, um, the fact that they they think that they can create something formidable, um, is to me is what makes it exciting. It's it's a very very great point. It's um, the failure is the most actually important part. And thinking logically, people change jobs all the time. When it comes to entrepreneurship, they expect that the first startup they make is going to become a unicorn. And it's, and it's okay for them to expect that, but they should also anticipate that the chances of them failing are very high, and they have to put things in place to help mitigate that. And and the teams obviously are really, really important. Right? Building a really strong team that knows what they're doing um, is important. And it just doesn't mean just technology people, it means operational people and so on and so forth. Um, but also having good advisors and having good investors. Um, having good investors that can also be advisors. Having advisors that are independent of the investment that can guide you impartially. It's all a critical component of, of, of promoting um, a solid business. And that network is built based on the failures you had and the people you spoke to Absolutely. and all the previous experiences. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yes, that's great. Um, thank you so much. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Um, thank you for having insightful. me here. It was great. I'm sure many people will be inspired. And uh, looking forward to having you again. Thank you. Process. Thank you. I look forward to it. And, and, and I truly believe that we are right there and and you and I are going to see you more than me you're a lot younger than me um, you're going to see it happen this podcast is brought to you by science former rise the research center of excellence in Cyprus focusing on interactive media smart systems and emerging technologies for more information please check our website on science.org.cy